Hello, and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for anyone who loves cool trivia. Sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Jewel. Hello. Um, before we started recording today, and I don't know if this has anything to do with your topic, so I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm misleading in a d- weird direction. But we were talking about football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as someone who loves football, watches football. American football. American football. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. American football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So I was at the Wegmans grocery store today. <laughs> Follow me <laughs> with this. And I saw that Josh Allen, the current quarterback for the Buffalo yes. Bills, mm-hmm. um, has his own football cereal. Yes. <laughs> has his own cereal called Josh's, Josh's Jacks. Jacks, with, Jacks a with a Q. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, which I, for the longest time, I was like, I don't understand why there's a Q, but then I guess it's because he's the QB. He's a quarterback. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. And then I also saw that he has his own brand of coffee pods, like Josh's Blend or something oh, okay. like that. I didn't face know about on that one. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So my question to you is, as someone who watches football and is, is a Pittsburgh Stillers fan, uh-huh. and, you know, has lived in a couple of football towns yes. at this point, um, is this a common thing in other... Uh, other football cities like yes. they just like revere With their athletes quarterback in general okay okay athletes in general sometimes you get like a a gimmick um mm. for instance and okay. this Please. is the first one that comes to mind for me sure. um former Pittsburgh penguin and and all around all-star yarmir yager um, uh, okay <laughs> who played who played in the nhl until he was almost 50 years old he Jeez. um he got a groin injury. Oh no! <laughs> and um, said that it got healed faster because he put peanut butter on it. So then no, they sold no. <laughs> Yarmer Yager peanut butter because someone wanted to capitalize on that. No, I also uh, remember there was it must have been sauerkraut, like sauerkraut branded with Marty Straka on it. Oh there, my god! Um, there were um, some Mario Lemieux sponsored, like these Mario buns, which looked like pucks that they were they were like a candy. Oh so, my god! Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know you gotta okay. you gotta earn some endorsement money somehow. Also, there Absolutely. were Flutie flakes, right? Yes, Doug I remember Flutie, Flutie flakes. flakes. Um, yes. Engineer Josh wanted to point out that the that the Josh's Jacks the name makes you think that it would taste like Apple Jacks, but it actually tastes like Fruit Loops. Sad mm. face. Okay. <laughs> That's what his Good note says. Fruit Thank Loops, you, Engineer face. Josh, for that. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean those are always it's always you know worth trying once just to see. Of course, it. just to see if they're good. Now, I I just assumed it was, now in my ignorance, I just assumed it was a Buffalo thing because Buffalo has been like the losingest team for so long that finally having like a good player, then everyone just absolutely loses their mind and and makes like as many viable products as humanly possible while they're still with Buffalo. Oh, yeah. But I guess this is just anybody. I think it's anybody. Yeah. Okay. That's nice to hear. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Josh's jacks was, I mean, that was like, I mean, you probably should have gone back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs> Maybe not go with the first thought, you know, but hey. Yeah, workshop things a little. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I don't have a transition from there. Uh, just I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> just That was a question that I had earlier today. I was like, I'm going to ask Julia this. And so I just decided to ask you on, on the, podcast. the pod. So you're welcome, everyone. Hot, hot answers right on the pod. Yep. Um, 
Thank you to everybody who's reached out with some wonderful messages and emails and yes, um, to us after our um, our uh, breaking news from last week. The, our the announcement, rum- the, yes, the, our announcement. Uh, the rumors are true. We are going on hiatus after uh, our final episode of the year twenty twenty two, which mm-hmm. again, quite frankly, we can't believe that you guys have been listening to us for five years for so long. Five years. <laughs> God, wow, that's amazing. Like on purpose. On purpose, like seeking us out. That's amazing. And there's people who are still finding us, which I, I that's the that's the thing I think is cool. Um, yeah, that's people are very like, cool. I just discovered your podcast earlier this year and I'm working my way through the backlog and it's really nice to hear. Yeah. Because that it's means so that we didn't trick you into listening to us. <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's organic. That's organic <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we didn't pay you that cool 50 that we paid the first 100 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so again, it's not going to be goodbye forever. It's just no. we are both um, very tired. And yes. um, we, wanna con- we wanted to make sure that our product stayed at the uh, the quality level that you would expect yes, from... the excellent quality that you expect from us, Lauren and Julia, from Misinformation to Trivia Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your... Please, again, I'm so sorry for bogarting the, the intro to <laughs> your topic. No. Uh, by talking about football, of all things. No, what is this? it's great. Backwards day? <laughs> um, so please... Please, Julia. I'm so excited about this topic because I don't know anything about it. Because you don't know anything about it. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things that we've been able to do over the last five years is um, talk to people about about people or topics that they may have never heard of. Yes. Um, So when people learn about a a biography of of a... notable woman or a notable artist or something for the first time and they're like i had no idea this person existed exactly those are some Mm -hmm. of my favorite episodes that we've done oh yeah i would agree uh my uh, (laughs) not to not to toot my own horn but my alma mahler episode was like my very favorite episode (laughs) mine too can i tell you this I like I have like my the favorites of yeah. mine of course like oh yeah this was a really fun topic for me to do my favorite episode of all time is your album episode <laughs> <laughs> that one was so mind-blowing I think I was screaming in your yes. dining room like, yes that absolutely didn't make any sense it was great mm, so yeah please. it's it's return it's, to that it's people like this that you know They've done some really cool things in their lives and you're like, how mm-hmm. have I never heard of them? So exactly. that's what I'm talking about today. It's, she's not nearly as scandalous as Alma, but you know, we well, can forgive her for that. Um, this episode is called The World's Most Traveled Girl, Aloha Wanderwell. Okay. You had said this person's name to me a couple of times, and I did not catch it. I felt like yes. it was like Roger <laughs> again. The second time I've made this reference. So is it? So it's Aloha, Aloha. Wand- Wander well. Wander well. Okay, like name. you've wandered well. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay, it isn't her 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 birth name. We'll say uh, sure. Okay, I, I would assume. So Idris Galicia Welsh Hall was born in October 1906 in Winnipeg, Canada. Uh, she was the daughter of Margaret Hall and the stepdaughter of British Army reservist Herbert Hall. Um, her father, Robert Welsh, died when she was just two and her mother married, remarried shortly thereafter. 
So Herbert joined the Canadian Expeditionary Force and was made a lieutenant in the British Army. So the whole family moved to Europe. Um, However, sadly, Herbert was killed in action in Ypres, Belgium in June 1917. So as the Great War drew to a close, Idris and her sister were enrolled in a convent school in Nice, France. Um, Idris was a free spirit. She did, let's say, did not pay particular attention to the nuns at the convent. Mm. Um, They tried to turn this like six foot tall tomboy into, quote, a proper young lady. I'm sorry. She was six feet tall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. As a teenager, she was six feet tall. Holy cow. Wow. Um, So Idris dreamed of travel and adventure. She had, she was like a voracious reader um, Mm. and a consumer of all kinds of media at the time, you know, 1917 media that basically limits you to magazines and newspapers and books. Mm -hmm. But um, she had read a ton of her stepfather's extensive travel books. Um, She also had a love of exotic music and movies. And um, at age 15, she began taking driving lessons from a soldier. Um, (gasps) Again, this was not condoned by the nuns at the comment school. Of course not. But hey. In 1922, when she was 16 years old, she read an advertisement in the Riviera edition of the Paris Herald. Uh, it read, quote, Brains, beauty, and breeches. World tour offer for lucky young woman. Wanted to join an expedition. So Ooh. the ad requested uh, a, quote, good-looking, brainy young woman who was willing to wear pants and rough it in Asia <laughs> and Africa while working both in front of and behind a movie camera. Okay. Ooh, okay. Interesting. This is an interesting mm. advert to be reading yeah. while you are 16 years old and stuck at a convent school in Nice, France. So this was basically everything Idris had ever dreamed of. So she applied for this position, obviously. It was um, supposed to be as a secretary, mechanic, and driver for an ambitious around-the-world expedition led by Captain Walter mm. Wanderwell. So that's a great name, okay. right? Great. Yes. Okay. He was really a Polish guy named uh, Valerian <laughs> Johannes Paczynski. He was a former sailor and a world-class hiker, apparently during... <laughs> okay. In 1914, he did a full walking tour of America and wow. um, actually ended up being briefly jailed in the U.S. as a spy. Whoops. I mean... Um, this, this Polish it, guy walking please. across the US, United States. I don't know. So Cap was basically what he was known to as his friends because he gave himself that, that title yeah. of captain. He was basically known as Cap. He began an expedition in 1919 as an effort to promote world peace and also the League of Nations. So Walter founded an organization that he called the, quote, Work Around the World Educational Club with the acronym WAWEC. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Very catchy. Um, And Walter, who was at that point in time married to his wife, Nell, they set out on what was billed as a million dollar wager endurance race by automobile specifically. Oh, okay. So they each led a competing team on world tour expeditions to see which team could log the most miles by automobile Mm -hmm. and also visit the most countries in the world. So each crew... So they were split up into two teams. They were able to fund their travels by creating and selling souvenir pamphlets. Uh, they held speaking engagements. They actually would screen the motion picture films that they shot and edited on the road. And at some point, Wawek transformed into standing for Wanderwell Around the World Endurance Contest. Okay. 
1922, when Idris answered this ad in the Paris Herald, uh, Walter and his wife, Nell, had kind of gone their separate ways. Nell's mm. team was touring in the United States, and Walter's was winding his way through Europe in a customized 1917 Model T Ford. Uh, he was desperate for a new crew member who was fluent in French. Ah, oh, lingua uh, franca. Ex- <laughs> We, oh, bien sûr. <laughs> um, so you might recall this this ad text itself. It it also requested like a pretty young woman, of course, um, because travelogue films were extremely profitable in the 1920s. Interesting. And Walter knew that if he had a good looking face on camera, mm-hmm. that was probably going to uh, result in you know more people buying tickets and them getting more money, yeah. etc. So no uggos here. Yeah. Yeah, basically, that was the subtext <laughs> yeah. of the ad. So upon meeting Idris, uh, he was immediately struck by her charisma and, again, I'm sure her striking appearance, and sure. he welcomed her to the crew. Uh, Walter gave her a stage name then, or she kind of adopted sure. it at that point, Aloha Wanderwell. Um, so Aloha, as I'll refer to her now, uh, quickly became the focal point and the star of the Wanderwell expedition. Of course. She's six feet tall. She's gorgeous. She's six feet tall. She's blonde. Um, oh. She is... Uh, she's, you know, built like a model. So she's yeah, 16 years old. You know, um, anyway. So she kept... I'm going to look this girl up. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to see how pretty she is. I'll yeah. be the judge she of that. Was, okay. She was beautiful. Okay, yeah, she's she was gorgeous. fluent in about six languages at that point. By the mm-hmm. end of her career with him, she was fluent in 11 languages. So she what? was able to, like, just really absorb all of this information yeah. and, and use it to everybody's advantage. The diaries of her excursions began in 1922. Uh, here's here's the day one entry. Day one, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. Decked out in riding breeches and dad's slightly altered tunic, boarding the extraordinary number two was less formidable. Quickly, a village crowd gathered outside our house to gape at the well-publicized world tour automobile. Mum hugged me and gave the captain a parting admonition. So her mother was aware of that. Like her mother was aware of yeah. this. She met Cap. Like she was like, mm, okay, if he tries anything, like yeah, quit. You know, f- go find another nun. Come home. Come home. That kind of thing. Yeah. So his her her mother and sister were supportive of this mm-hmm. journey that she was about to go on so idris began this uh, as a, a, the secretary and assistant but became both mm-hmm. the star and director of the films that cast wow. crew would take during their journey um Wanderwell specifically was in charge of unit two which was the model t ford nicknamed little lizzie which endured a lot of hardships throughout their expedition so sidebar why okay. the model t ford um yeah so walt knew that service and replacement parts could be found at hundreds of places around the world the model t was both durable and lightweight the ford model mm. t was produced from 1908 all the way up till 1927 and it's generally regarded as the first affordable automobile okay So it was Ford's first automobile that was mass produced on moving assembly lines with completely interchangeable parts. And it was obviously marketed to the middle class. By 1918, half of all the cars in the United States were Model Ts. Okay, so that makes perfect sense. Like he's not going to be driving around in a Rolls Royce where if it breaks down, then he's got to like get a part in the mail like that's going to take a month and a half. Exactly. There's going to be parts everywhere. And at this point, it's been around for, you know, more than... 
15 years. So people are also going to know how to fix this car. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, You may have heard the quote that uh, in his autobiography, um, Henry Ford wrote that he told his management team, quote, any customer can have a car painted in any color that he wants so long as it's black. Mm -hmm. However, in the first years of production from 1908 to 1913, the Model T was not available in black. It was it was available rather in gray, green, blue and red. Oh, nice. And by 1912, all cars were being painted midnight blue with black fenders. That would have been pretty. And then only in 1914 was any color so long as it's black, like actually kind of implemented. Mm. Carbon black pigment was one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest, available paint. And later, as the chemical industry took off, other nitrocellulose lacquers took over. And by 1922 the first year that Ford produced more than a million Model Ts. Wow. Um, guess what the cost? Guess what the cost of a Model T was in 1922? Oh, like equivalent? $1922. What do you think a, a Model T car cost? Uh, I'm going to say $100. Okay. It was $319. Oh, um, that's still really cheap. That was... <laughs> right. That's, today's equivalent about $5,160. That's still not bad. That's not That's still bad. not bad. That's not bad at all my first car cost me five thousand dollars i paid cash for it i saved up it was probably was it as old as a model t (laughs) (laughs) it was a it was a it was a geo oh geez what was it it was it i oh one of those little one of those little geos yeah yeah that could Mm -hmm. like you could yeah you could have blown it over definitely wrecked it on father's day it was bad (laughs) transit road man you gotta watch out it's a four-lane highway (laughs) anyway (laughs) all right so back to the wanderwalds uh within the first year the wanderwald team crisscrossed europe they went through france italy spain germany poland and a few other european countries sure in 1924 they went across northern africa and europe across the middle east they sailed to pakistan and india then their Asian route included Cambodia, Singapore, Hong Kong, China, Siberia, Russia, and Japan. And oh in God. 1925, they sailed from Japan to Hawaii. So Aloha, oh driving the number two car, clocked 380,000 miles oh in the 1920s. She crossed five continents and 80 countries, often in places where paved roads did not exist. Yeah. And newspapers called her the Amelia Earhart of the open road. Yeah, sure. So in her journals, Aloha described particularly grueling driving conditions um, throughout, but especially in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wrote about moments where the team had to use kerosene instead of gasoline, Ooh. or they had to mix elephant fat with water to use for oil, or they used what? crushed bananas um, to collect like a some sort of grease for the moving parts of the car. Wow, that's so industrious, Isn't though. Isn't it interesting? Um, also, because because also in 1924, China had been uh, dealing with a civil war that made sure. gasoline difficult to come by. She wrote about how they had to tow the cars and push the cars through mud mm-hmm. and rivers. Sometimes in Africa, they needed oxen and mules to tow their vehicles. They got to see and film so many amazing things that like so many Westerners had never, never had never seen before. Uh, I've never even in, like imagined before besides oh, exactly. like exactly exactly drawings um, yeah yeah she they filmed like religious rituals in the far east they um filmed um uh burials on the ganges oh my um, god 
They did all sorts of things in India that a lot of people, especially in America, had never seen before. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They filmed Egypt's Valley of the Kings. Um, they wow. They camped at the base of the Great Sphinx in Egypt. Um, Get out of here. She had to disguise herself as a man so that she could pray at Mecca. Um, wow. And she was granted the title of honorary colonel in Siberia's Red Army. What? What? Yes. Um, <laughs> there's Who all has the time. All sorts of crazy things. So this was, yeah, this was over about a four year span. Um, so from 16 to 20. Basically, yeah. This girl has lived like mm, 40 lives. Right. <laughs> and again, she could speak all these different languages. She was really interested in in learning from locals and trying all these foods and learning about yeah. this. So I think like her her real passion for travel and learning really also mm-hmm. helped, uh, really, really also helped all of this. You know, that's so funny because it's, that's a very modern, meaning like in the last like, I don't know, 20 or 30 years concept of like traveling to learn about other cultures mm-hmm. as opposed to like, like touching down and just expecting it to be like London with accents, you know, <laughs> you know, like this idea of, of traveling to like learn as opposed to traveling to like be a tourist, like yes. experience, you know, great point, that kind of thing. Um, along the way. Aloha mm-hmm. also fell in love with Captain Wonderwall. Well, who, who wouldn't? I know. He was very dashing. Um, he wasn't technically yet divorced from his first wife now. Um, in fact, so upon their arrival in the United States, Walt left her for a few weeks, traveled to Florida, and legally divorced Nell. Um, eventually, Aloha and Walter got married in California, and they had two children, daughter Valerie and son Niall. In 1926, they drove through Cuba, the United States, and Canada before sailing to South Africa, where Aloha reunited with her mother and sister after almost four years. Um, Then they kind of like dropped the kids off (laughs) with her mom. Um, (laughs) Aloha's mother like watched the children while their expedition left to travel the eastern coast of Africa. And their journey finally ended in France, where the couple gathered their children then and returned to the U.S., so she has since been Guinness World Record certified. Um, the first drive around the world was achieved by Aloha Wanderwell, who traveled the world in a Ford Model T starting and ending in Nice, France between December 29th, 1922 and January 1927. Amazing. So cool. That is so cool. By 1929, uh, when they had concluded their initial trek around the globe and Mm. after compiling three years worth of footage they released their documentary with car and camera around the world cool and in a 1982 interview with american cinema editor uh, aloha explained quote our motion picture editing was done in our hotel rooms rewinds consisted of pencils held through the hubs of reels we would barter with local merchants and ford dealers for gas and services in exchange for endorsing their products during our stage performance it was a finance as you go expedition so she was like she was like an instagram influencer like a hundred (laughs) years yeah yeah basically So um, as a result, their documentary, which kind of has been shorthanded to car and camera, it was edited to target specific audiences and to match the demands of different venues. They had different running times that could range anywhere from nine minutes to 90 minutes, depending on where they'd show it. That's interesting, too. That's very clever, actually. Mm -hmm. They had become 
internationally acclaimed explorers. Yeah. In 1930, when Walter and Aloha traveled to Brazil to look for the lost British explorer, Lieutenant Colonel Percy Fawcett, who had disappeared what? while looking for the lost city of Z several years earlier, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, their plane made an emergency landing in the territory of the Bororos tribe. By the way, Aloha taught herself how to fly a plane. Um <laughs> Like, I mean, she's got all this extra time. She, she might as well. Yeah, uh, she had some skills. Um, so their plane made an emergency landing. And over the next month, um, Walter and Aloha befriended the people of the Bororos tribe. And when Cap left as to obtain replacement parts for their plane, Aloha stayed behind with them and she filmed her experiences. And the resulting film, Flight to the Stone Age Bororos, was the first mm. ever captured of these villagers and is part of the Smithsonian's Anthropological Film Library. Wow. She also assembled a sound film about the trip called River of Death, which uh, you can actually watch on the Library of Congress's website. And so I'll link um, to that for everybody, too. And you can actually hear her voice doing the narration and um, and see these sites that they saw in South America and as well as as the Burroughs people. Many of Aloha's photographs and film footage are preserved in various museums and educational institutions. And in all, she directed and appeared in 11 films, mostly in the 20s and 30s. And they're all held at the Library of Congress and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm. After returning to the U.S. in 1931, the Wanderwells returned to Los Angeles but lived apart. It turns mm. out that Walt was kind of like a lifelong philanderer. Oh, he what a surprise. also was a rum runner. So he like oh, geez. was doing all kinds of crazy things. And Aloha couldn't take it anymore. So it did, um, Walter lived on a schooner named Karma, which he was planning mm. to repair and sail to Tahiti. On the night of December 5th, 1932, Uh-oh. Cap was on the schooner with his sleeping children when a stranger <gasps> wearing a long gray coat boarded and asked to see him a group Hmm. of passengers who were like waiting around for the boat to sail directed the man to the room where cap like consulted his maps they're like oh yeah he's in there and soon after the passengers heard shots (gasps) and (gasps) some ran onto the fog bound deck looking for the stranger and others found wonderwell slumped against a banquette fatally (gasps) shot with a single bullet in his back what under intense media scrutiny a suspect was tried and acquitted but it's technically still a cold case to this day. Are you serious right Shut now? Oh, Aloha my God. didn't do it, but like, you know. But like, but like, he, but like he, made, he apparently, like, he, you know, made some enemies along the way. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. The man was a rum runner he and a, a philanderer, right. a serial philanderer. A serial philanderer. He definitely pissed off somebody's husband. Yes. You know. Come on. He, yes. I did think that it was a crazy um, addition that his children were. Were there yeah. that night? I think if Aloha had done it, she wouldn't have done it while the kids were there. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, after the scandal died down, Aloha married a man named Walter Baker, who was an 18 year old gas station attendant. <gasps> I know who she met in Wyoming during one of her lecture tours in 1933. Oh my! Right? Oh my goodness! Then Walt, this Walter, Walt too. Uh, Walter Baker <laughs> he joined her crew as a driver and mechanic and the two married they, uh, two months later after they had met and together they toured the world and filmed their experiences so as Aloha Baker working closely mm-hmm. with her new husband she continued her travels this time going to Australia and New Zealand and Indochina and she went on to have a long and distinguished career as an explorer documentary filmmaker and lecturer based on her life as Aloha Wanderwell the world's most traveled girl 
That's amazing. And in her later years, she carefully tended to her priceless collection of films and photos and journals and artifacts. She arranged for a lot of her work to be preserved in various museums. Smart. Exactly. Throughout the U.S. Uh, Wannerell continued to give lectures and presented her experiences throughout the 1970s. And then she kind of shifted to curating and collecting footage in the 1980s. Mm. Um, She died on June 4th, 1996 in Newport Beach, California at the age of 89. Nice. Good for her. Such a nice long life. A nice long life. She got to do and see so many things. Yes. So I first learned about her from an Atlas Obscura article um, from 2016. Mm. It's by Lauren Young and it's called The First Woman to Drive Around the World Wore Men's Breeches and Had a Pet Monkey. She did. She had a pet monkey named Chango that drove with her. (laughs) (laughs) And then she eventually left him in India with... um, with a man who had previously had a pet monkey and the monkey the, his monkey died and then he met Chango oh. and Chango like made him happy so Aloha was like okay you can That's kind. keep him and then she missed him and all this stuff but uh, anyway uh, her autobiography is Aloha Wanderwell Call to Adventure first published in 1939 um, and I mm-hmm. just finished reading it it's very oh, charming really? yes um, there's all kinds of great things in that that I that I could not cover in this brief episode but I definitely recommend that people um, check stuff out her grandson Richard Diamond also keeps up a website called yeah, oh, really? AlohaWanderWell.com, where he documents all this great stuff. All of he shares all of these photos and shares pieces of her journals, and um, where you can find some of her footage and all this great stuff. So that's also mm-hmm. a really awesome resource too. So that's great. Oh yeah, I definitely have to check that out. That's awesome. What a cool ass lady. Cool ass lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, our quiz is called Baby You Can Drive My Car. I'm going to name for you three okay. models of vehicles that were at one point or still are very popular. And you will name for me their automobile manufacturer. So, for instance, if I said oh. Model T, Fairlane, Mustang, the answer would be Ford. Ford. Yes. Yes. So start your engines. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Question one, Bel Air, Corsica, Camaro. Question two, Dynasty, Accent, Tucson. Question three, Altima, Xterra, Leaf. Question four, 911, Boxster, Cayenne. Question five, Brat, Legacy, Crosstrek. Number six, Rabbit, Tiguan, Golf. Number seven, Celica, Tercel, Land Cruiser. Question eight, Testarossa, Mondial, Roma. Question nine, Deville, Seville, Lyric. And number 10, Model S, Model 3, Model X, Model Y. I'll give you a minute to think about it and then we'll be back with your answers.
why can't I think of a single car manufacturer? <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were going to be like, no. I am oh, a secret no. gearhead who actually watches every episode of Top Gear. Oh, no, no. I think I've got three. I just like I think I just need to think. I think okay. I just need to think about All right. it. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Number one, again, I'm I'm naming three models of vehicles that were mm-hmm. at one point or still are very popular. So n- not like something that was only around for six months or something, or mm-hmm. something that you could only find in Kazakhstan. Um, yeah. So and then you name for me the automobile manufacturer. Okay. All right. Number one, Bel Air, Corsica, Camaro. Um. Is that Chevrolet? It is Chevrolet. Yes. Um, okay, so cool. another thing uh, that I'm going to you know get into with, with my flavor text. I love knowing where the names of companies came from. Oh, yeah. So for sure. uh, Chevrolet was founded by Louis-Joseph Chevrolet, who was a Swiss-American race car driver in 1911. All right. Okay. Chevy right now is, in, of course, an American automobile division of the American manufacturer General Motors. Mm-hmm. And the best-selling Chevy car of all time is the Impala, which was produced from 1958 to 2020. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't realize That's that. a long time. That is a long time. All right. Number two, the Dynasty Accent Tucson. Um, oh, man. I'm like writing down all the car manufacturers that I know. It's not Toyota, is it? It is not. Okay. Shoot. Um, Their best-selling model of all time is the Elantra, if that helps. Oh, Hyundai. Yes, it is Hyundai. Yep. Um, They operate the world's largest integrated automobile manufacturing facility in Ulsan, South Korea. They have an annual production capacity of 1.6 million units. Currently, Hyundai owns more than a third of Kia Corporation and also fully owns luxury car subsidiary Genesis Motor and an electric vehicle subbrand Ionic with a Q at the end. Um, mm. So their their Elantra, which is again their best selling model of all time, was produced from 1990 to the present, and about 14.4 million of them. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. All right, number three, Altima Xterra Leaf. Okay, the Leaf is what's making me crazy because I know this because it's an electric car. Mm -hmm. And it's like the first American made electric car or something like that. Nope. Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a gearhead over here. Um, Nope. Uh, uh, It's it's Japanese. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I'm just going to keep saying, is it Toyota? <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> uh, this is Nissan. Nissan. Shoot. Okay. So Nissan is a Japanese multinational auto manufacturer that's headquartered in Yokohama, Japan. They sell under the Nissan, Infinity, and Datsun brands. Mm-hmm. Their best seller of all time um, was the model Nissan Sunny Sentra Pulsar Amera. It has four different nameplates depending on where you live. Um, you might have heard of the Nissan Sentra. 
that mm-hmm. was produced from 1966 to the present. Um, that's 10 generations of that wow. model, close to 16 million of them. Uh, the company's name, Nissan, originated during the 1930s as an abbreviation that was used on the Tokyo Stock Exchange for Nihon Sangyo, which was the holding company that was founded by Yoshisuke Ayakawa. Mm, very there good. Go. Number four, 9-11, Boxster Cayenne. Okay, cayenne is like tickling something in my brain. Cayenne. That's spicy. What's a spicy car made? It's a spicy car. Is it Toyota? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It's German. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, which I didn't, I keep forgetting that this manufacturer is German. I keep thinking they're oh. Italian, but they're German. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What's a German car manufacturer <laughs> that is not <laughs> um, the? Oh, please just let me think. Just sh- everybody, shut, shut, up. Just shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Just shut up! Turn your radio down so you can think better. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I don't know what is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Porsche. Porsche, that they're German, right? I keep oh. forgetting that. Uh, yes, they are a German automatic automobile manufacturer specializing in high performance sports cars, SUVs, and sedans. Headquartered in Stuttgart, Germany, they were founded in 1931 by Ferdinand Porsche, oh, <laughs> along with okay. Adolf Rosenberger and Anton Peitsch. Um, their best-selling car is the 911, and I looked it up. They do pronounce it like that. Um, mm. From 1963 to the present. Um, Lauren, if you, you know, based on your knowledge of cars, if you had to guess the starting MSRP for a 2023 Porsche 911 GT3, how much do you think that a Porsche like, you know, like a, like a standard Porsche would cost you in the U.S. in the year of our Lord 2022? I'm going to say, oh Lord, I can't even imagine. I don't know, $30,000? According to the Porsche official site, that will run you $169,700, no. no. excluding the $1,350 delivery price. Um, delivery price? Yeah. It's a car. It should you be just free. drive it. Should be, the delivery should be free on that. The delivery should be free. The if you're spending $170,000 on a car, yeah. starting MSRP. Um, it does go from zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. If oh, that, good. If that helps... Um, I know that's something that we deeply care about care and need about, in our yeah. lives, but spare me. Exactly. All right. Number five, BRAT. This is all caps, B-R-A-T. Um, Legacy and Crosstrek. Uh, is it Honda? No. Oh, shit. Um, there, is it Jeep? No. The best-selling car from this brand is the Legacy. Uh, Buick? This is this is a Subaru. Oh, Subaru. Oh, man. Steve will be so mad at me because he's got a Subaru. Yeah, it's okay. We have a, we have a um, Subaru Forester named Jody Forester. <laughs> because she's a lesbian car. 
Look, you said it. I didn't. Um, <laughs> so BRAT, B-R-A-T, I like this. It was an acronym mm-hmm. for By Drive Recreational All-Terrain Transporter. How oh, <laughs> about that? All right. Subaru is the Japanese name for the Pleiades Star Cluster M45 or the Seven Sisters. Oh, that's One nice. of whom tradition says is invisible, which is why there are actually only six stars in the Subaru logo. Um their logo alludes to the companies that merged to create Fuji Heavy Industries, now called Subaru Corporation. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Number six. You got this one. The Rabbit, yeah. the Tiguan, and the Golf. This is VW. It is. The Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, they are German. Uh, headquartered in Wolfsburg, Lower Saxony, Germany. Founded Jeez. in 1937 by the German Labor Front under the Nazi Party. Mm, Their name this. derives from the German terms Volk and Wagen for people's car. Uh, their mm-hmm. largest market is actually China, which makes oh. up 40% of their, their sales and profits. Wow. Okay. FYI, the first Volkswagen Beetle, you know, you've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. was designed by Ferdinand Porsche. What? About that. That's amazing. All the Germans working together. Uh, anyway, Volkswagen's bestseller is the Golf from 1974 mm-hmm. to the present. They have made more than 35 million of those across seven generations. And it and it's one of those cars that has like different names depending on where you where yeah. you live, but it's the yeah, same exactly. model. All right, number seven, Celica Tercel Land Cruiser. Is that Toyota? It is Toyota. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They are one of the largest um, car manufacturers Mm -hmm. in the world. They produce about 10 million vehicles a year. They're they're bestseller and actually the world's all-time best-selling automobile is the Toyota Corolla. Yes, which I have. Which you have. (laughs) From Mm -hmm. uh, 1966 to the present, more than 50 million of those units sold. It's very reliable. The company was founded by Kichiro Toyota, spelled T-O-Y-O-D-A. Okay. After he decided to change his father's company's focus, which had been from loom manufacturing, and he changed it to Mm. focus on automobile manufacturing in the 1930s. He also changed the spelling of the company away from the family name for good luck. So Toyota with a T at the end instead of a D only took eight brush strokes to write in Japanese and was visually simpler. Mm. Uh, Toyota with a D at the end, it meant fertile rice patties. So to prevent the company from being associated with old fashioned farming, that's a reason why they changed it. Okay. Isn't that interesting? interesting? All right. Number eight, Testarossa Mondial Roma. Okay, this sounds Italian. Sure does. Um, oh, it sounds like Italian. Is this Alfa Romeo? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. That's that's Italian for no. So, <laughs> so you got it. <laughs> um, I don't think. Uh, oh, Ferrari. Yes. Okay. Si, si bueno. <laughs> Grazie, Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> is an Italian luxury sports car manufacturer in Maranello, which is in Modena, Italy, um, was founded by Enzo Ferrari in 1939. And throughout its history, the company has been noted for its continued participation in racing, especially in Formula One, where it is the oldest and most successful racing team. They hold the most constructors championships with 16 and have produced the highest number of drivers championship wins, 15. Uh, their symbol is the Cavalino Rampante. 
the prancing horse, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a black prancing stallion on a yellow shield. It has three stripes of green and white and red at the top. Um, there are, of course, two Ferrari-themed amusement parks in the world. Ferrari Land in Port what? Aventura, <laughs> Catalonia, Spain, and Ferrari World Abu Dhabi, which we talked about briefly in episode oh 207, gosh, yes. Fly United Arab Emirates. It's um, very good. By the way, Okay, if you didn't know how much a Porsche cost, um, a 2023 Ferrari Roma starts at American dollars, $243,360 MSRP, which is basically a steal for a Ferrari (laughs) because the limited edition 2023 Ferrari Daytona SP3 starts at $2,226,935 American. No, no. No, I say you should not be spending that much money on something that you could wreck so easily, (laughs) so easily, so easily, especially in Italy with those winding roads and those aggressive drivers. Uh, No, no bene. No bene. (laughs) Number nine, Deville, Seville, Lyric with a Q at the end. I'm torn between two here. Is this okay. an American car? Um, it is. Okay. Uh, that doesn't help me because both of my things are American. <laughs> um, uh, Oldsmobile? This is a... Okay, what's your other guess? It was Buick. <laughs> okay. My other Cadillac. Guess Buick. This is a oh, Cadillac. Cadillac. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that wasn't on my Sorry, list. Sorry, I wasn't going to say Escalade for their modern... Yeah, no, it's, I get it. So the Lyric is Cadillac's first fully electric vehicle. That's why that's on the list. Um, Cadillac is a division of the American auto manufacturer, General Motors, named after Antoine de la Motte Cadillac, who founded Detroit, Michigan, and the Cadillac crest is based on his coat of arms. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Named after a person. All right. And number 10, Model S, Model 3, Model X, Model Y. I mean, I'm the, just spitting in the wind here, but it's that's not the right metaphor. Um, spitting <laughs> Mercedes Benz. No. Oh, okay. Okay, here's uh, why you gotta know. Did you write? Did you write it down? Mercedes Benz. No. Did you write it down when I said the models? Say it again. Model S. Okay. Model three. Okay. Model X. Uh huh. Model Y. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Who is this? Who? Who? Uh, this is Tesla. Oh, what a dumbass! Oh, <laughs> uh, get out of here with this motherfucker! Fuck uh-huh. you, Elon! Oh, what yes. a dumbass! Yeah, yeah. So they're headquartered. This is the man. This is the man who got high and bought Twitter, <laughs> so he can go fuck himself. And I'm not going to talk about him at all in the flavor text here. Thank Just you. So please you know. don't. Because they're so Tesla is headquartered in Austin, Texas. They are the world's most valuable automaker. They have a market capitalization of more than eight hundred forty billion dollars. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Billion doesn't mean anything anymore. Okay, it doesn't. You're right, mean it doesn't. To me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like too it's much. Just, it's too much. Um, in twenty twenty one, the company had the most worldwide sales of battery electric vehicles and plug in electric vehicles. That was about twenty one percent of purely electric market. Um, the base model. 
3 delivers an EPA-rated all-electric range of 272 miles. That's pretty good right, just pretty for good. like one charge. Um, it's been the world's top-selling plug-in electric car since, you know, 2018. Yeah. Um, a 2023 Tesla Model 3 starts at a totally reasonable sounding $48,490 for a standard. A steal. A standard. The performance is like $62,000. Um, there is a waiting list for it, though, because, you know, yeah. the batteries require mm-hmm. all of these different rare and precious metals. And, sure. You know, I don't know. I'm not a car scientist. Um, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> clearly <laughs> clearly right I only got, but yeah oh, once i five, five, right. again like i had no concept of like how much cars actually cost. yeah what like i thought you could get like a mercedes for fifty thousand dollars right that's what i thought too yeah no i didn't think that they would be on par with purchasing a home <laughs> like a four bedroom two and a half bath home in a nice neighborhood with yes. good schools yeah yep so <laughs> get out of here with this uh uh well i learned anyway, so much anyway i feel like stuff like this comes up in pub quiz like no but that's very models good. you're of absolutely cars. right and i specifically didn't pick ones that were just like numbers because a lot of them are just like uh, yeah. the, the the g111 yeah exactly that's stupid you know <laughs> what i think it is i'm rusty on my car manufacturers because we don't watch broadcast uh, tv anymore you don't see commercials don't get, i don't see car commercials mm-hmm. So engineer Josh is watching a a Sunday night football game right now. And as I was reading the Cadillac question, he was watching a Cadillac commercial gesturing synergy. No, I saw it. Yes. (laughs) Specifically for the Cadillac lyric. So that's why it was, um, yeah, some synergy there. So yes, I think, yeah, that's a good point. I think because maybe we watch sports, we get, we get to see car commercials. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I have not watched a car commercial in I, I think years at this point. It's kind of they're amazing. all voiced by celebrities now. Yeah, they they are. That's so part of the game is which celebrity am I hearing right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's a fun game. I always like that. Who's this? Name them. So. Yes. Well, great. That was so interesting, Julia. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'll I'll share some links. Um, about Aloha Wonderwell, some of her photos and um, and video clips, and you know, in your in your own time, to, to go ahead and take a look at those. I definitely recommend it. But she was a real cool lady. Yeah, we'll share those on Facebook and Twitter. If, if you're still, still there, <laughs> yeah. If you guys are still there, that's there. If not, you know, run it back, Google it. I'm sure you could find run it. it. Run it back. Run, run, run it back. It's fine. Um, Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Aloha. Aloha.